This is a story Cut by Boston College. I don't believe it. Of power. Would you believe it? Politics. Personal foul. Targeting. And the fight for survival. Oh my goodness, they want to track for the state. Behold football. Welcome to the Behold Football Podcast. We are we have produced an actual finished podcast product in the internet. And uh, now we're proceeding with what should be episode three, if I get my act together and edit episode two. On the line, we have Dave from Costa Rica. Say hello, Dave. Yeah, I'm still hanging out in Costa Rica, but even though the weather has turned awful, I'm still here. Oh, poor Dave. And we have Ken with better microphone technology and back in Seattle, Washington from Travels Abroad. Welcome, Ken. Can you hear me now? Hi. Hey. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. Sounds terrible or sounds good? Uh, kind of terrible. Let me try the other mic. <laughs> How about what? now? Better? Worse? I think better. Better, worse, 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 better, 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 worse. Um, say a full sentence like a human being can. I discovered that there's a pro beach volleyball tournament like Sammamish in a couple of weeks. That sounded great. <laughs> that sounded great. Yeah, uh, I'm just back from uh, Tajikistan. Oh, everyone's favorite sure. destination. I didn't even know that was a real place. <laughs> it's a real place, and... Um, Later on, well, we probably won't have time, but I would bring up the topic of Tajikistani sports. <laughs> We're huge in the Ukraine, but I don't know about Tajikistan. Do they love the Ukrainians? Because the Ukrainians love behold football. <laughs> I mean, we Do have that. like 50 or 60 hits in the Ukraine. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Mark in Portland, Oregon. And unlike my original introduction, I now am watching Portland Timbers MLS soccer. So, yes, he's finally in. I, you know what is converting me? Not what a love of the Portland Timbers, but a hatred for LAFC. It's amazing. <laughs> the, the MLS system has tapped into my NBA fueled hatred for LA sports teams. Oh, good. Well, there you go, because you did comment, and, and it caused me to actually look up the highlights of LAFC versus Portland when Portland was debuting, what, their yeah. stadium remodel. That's the and, home uh, opener after how many months? Two months? Mm-hmm. That was a, a rough one for uh, Portland. You don't, too bad you, you, you schedule the toughest team to be your home yeah. opener when you're a, you know, you're you're not you're going to risk losing there, but yeah, um, I think they but, went down two this, nil in the first half, and then they made a valiant comeback and lost. So the stench is the stench just as bad, or, or no. you just like it's it's like overcooked meat. It's still palatable. Okay, and that's progress. Yeah, we'll take it. Progress. Okay, okay. but that's not well, on our agenda. Ken, producer no. Ken, has an agenda for our podcast. We would start out with a little bit of Chelsea chat as of the uh, all the goings on there with your Eden Hazard, your 
Maurizio Sarri, your Europa Cup glorious victory. Uh-oh. He said Europa Cup. It's Europa League. Uh, we're combining well, the, the old hell? the old name Cup. was the UEFA Cup, and then they turned it into the Europa League, and you've merged the two into a non-existent competition. Yeah, but you know what? To be fair, it's not really even a league. I think you know Champions League is kind of silly because it's it's a competition. It's like the World Cup. You have groups, and you could have group stage, and then you know what I mean. I think that's yeah. yes, but league can connote. Uh, a more repetitive uh, competition, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a glory nonetheless, Mark. Glory nonetheless, and yeah, it was interesting to hear uh, after the Champions League, which is not an official agenda item final. Um, it made the Europa League final look better because the Champions League final was bereft of uh, of drama, um, but. Uh, yeah, the best synopsis I read somewhere, just to steal other people's idea, was that uh, for 45 minutes, no team showed up. and then But Arsenal extended that failure to show up for 90 minutes, which allowed Chelsea to win. Yeah, what was it, 4-1? to one? Yeah. At least, at least Arsenal scored, which is more than Tottenham can say. Yeah, Tottenham was sad, and Chelsea, I missed the first half in terms of watching it in video form. I was listening to it. And then I walked into a lunch spot in Portland, Oregon, late lunch. And uh, right when I walked in, 30-some seconds, I was talking to the bartender because I know him. And he was a Liverpool fan. We're going like, yeah, you already have the you already have the match on. I don't have to ask someone to change it to an obscure channel. He's like, of course I do. And then the goal happened, like 30 seconds after I arrived. And then it was just Chelsea again. And yes, was it... It might have been, I can't remember who was, it was either 2-0 or 3-0 by the time uh, Arsenal had a really nice goal to get one back on a nice strike by the Wobi, I believe his name is, um, and then yeah. Chelsea scored again. Um, yeah, so Arsenal was never in it. Well, except for when it was 0-0, they were in it, but the second half was dominated. Uh, there was a penalty. Giroud scored a great header. Uh, Pedro scored off of a nice chip assist from Hazard, and then uh, and then Drew drew a penalty. Hazard converted, um, and it was over. Giroud, that's right. I'm trying to remember who the heck Giroud was, but he's the big French, yeah. beefy forehead guy. Yes. You keep meaty French that. forehead, beefy forehead. Yeah, he's a Europa League specialist, and he was. I mean, he signed from Arsenal, and he was barely used in the Premier League. Um, but he was a Europa League specialist. You got to rotate your squad when you're all these in all these competitions. But people, players tend to uh, want to be. I, I mean, maybe if it was Champions League, you wouldn't feel the same way. But when it came to not being played much in the in the league and being fix, being featured in the lesser European Cup, he seemed uh, a little disappointed. Um, and he was not under contract after this year. But he just signed a new contract, so he'll be back. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether he features more in uh, in the league, since he wasn't. I think he was the top scorer in the Europa League, and uh, they did. They had Chelsea had Alvaro Morata early in the in the season, put him out on loan, brought in uh, Iguain, who did not do much in the league, and I wonder if he'll be back. But I like Drew. 
Drew is, is, is a solid center forward. Here's a question, Mark. I thought of this question because, you know, it's funny how you always can pick up on hype and, and the levels of hype and the levels of importance. And, you know, I, I've started to become sort of a podcast guy for soccer and the amount of discussion of the, the Champions League compared to the amount of discussion for the Europa League is, you know, like nine or ten to one, maybe. It seems like totally. just in terms of just the amount of, you know, buzz and, and talk and excitement. So and then, I, you know, the fact that you were saying, oh, yeah, I didn't even watch the first half. So I'm like, what, you know, is the... Let's let's try to bring some maybe our, our huge American audience in and say, you know, the Champions League is to the Europa League as like the Rose Bowl is to like the Las Vegas Bowl or something. <laughs> it, it, you know, well, mine, you know, like where it, it seems like everybody, and you know, it, you know, it's sad because it's always like. You know, it's it's like winning the NIT. Actually, that would be a much better analysis. It really is like the NIT and the NC2A basketball tournament, don't you think? I mean, it's just like people treat it like... You're right. There's also the I, I actually heard that analogy made about Europa League being the NIT. And then you just uh, look at how it's scheduled. Uh, yeah, Europa League final is on a Wednesday night. Yes. And Champions League finals on a Saturday evening, Europe afternoon. So... Yeah, I missed the first half because life is happening on a Wednesday afternoon. I guess Wednesday night it would be okay if you're in Europe. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't get away, and I was listening to it, um, audio from the Chelsea app. But, uh, but Just think about your level of excitement, comparably. Yeah. You know, if they were in the Champions League final versus Europa League. It's like you're right. It's, I remember the 2012 Champions League final that Chelsea won. And it's saved by Jack off your bright. Schweinsteiger has failed, and Chelsea are now on the cusp of greatness. They were in one shortly before that where they lost to Manchester United in penalties. Was that 2008-9? One kick to win the Champions League for Chelsea. Terry's big moment, but no! Anyway, yeah, uh, you still European final is still a big deal, but um, I guess you buy into the hype. You hear Champions yeah. League is the better competition. It is the better finishers in all the European leagues qualify for that. Um, and then, yeah, the, Chelsea just just rolled through all of the all of the semifinal, quarterfinal, group stage uh, yeah. without any resistance. It was ridiculous. Right. It was ridiculous because they they are a top club in the top, and they're playing, uh, you know. Clubs, pardon me. You never heard of. <laughs> you, yeah. you never heard of. Like, yeah, they're APOL something. It's um, it's no offense to the people of the world, but your clubs in Israel or uh, Ukraine, they're not uh, as good as Spain and Portugal and Netherlands. So, yeah. I think to just bait Ukraine to try to see if we can get some angry comments <laughs> on our website. Yeah. I can't. I've wanted to actually reference the names of teams that Chelsea beat to get to the final, and I can't even remember them anymore. I've already forgotten. I remember one was like Ein Ein Frankfurt. Or oh something. well, that was the semifinal. That was Germany. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh. That that's yeah, like well that's a team they beat. <laughs> yeah. That was the fourth or fifth ish team in Germany. Um which was the first real test and they, they went to penalties against them. Um but before that they I don't think they lost a single match. I mean later in the knockout phase you can't lose a match, but in the group phase you can lose and still advance and they won everything. And and then of course you win the Europa League, you're in the Champions League. Well, they were already in the Champions League because they finished third this year. So there was nothing on the line as far as that. Nothing on but the line I guess, for you Chelsea, know, you went... but it was on the line for Arsenal, and they totally blew it. That's big, big money. I was looking at the – I think I sent you guys the link to – or maybe I didn't, but I meant to. The link of uh, – or an article about all the revenues for, for the clubs, and Liverpool made a record – uh, for total revenue from TV because you add in Premier League and then they're going all the way to the final of the Champions League. They made a record. I, figured, I think it was like 250 million pounds over 250 well, million pounds. Well, Tottenham did Tottenham right? was a so close Tottenham. second. And then yeah. Chelsea was, uh, I can't remember, who, Manchester City was higher and Chelsea was low because the big difference is how much you make from being a Champions League participant versus Europa League. It's just pales in comparison. So oh, Arsenal yeah. missing out on on Champions League money is is pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Well, then this is just. I will say. I don't know if you want to say it, anything else? Yeah. My final thoughts are: it was it was nice. It was a good match for Chelsea. It was not a good match for Arsenal. It was a. If it is the swan song for Eden Hazard, he went out on a high note. He had two goals, an assist. Yeah, one of them was a penalty, but yeah, it was it was it was good. As far as Chelsea could end the season, they go from being fifth or sixth place in the Premier League and uh, no chance of Champions League to third place finish, Europa League champions. If Hazard leaves. Uh, it will be sad, but he also has been there for so long that um, maybe it's time for him to move on uh, if he wants to. So he's done his duty. He's brought so much so much silverware to Chelsea. Uh, he's been a he's been a, a, a good soldier, as they say. So let's um, let's talk Women's World Cup because that is coming up. That first match is. And I just had this up here. First match is on the 6th, is it not? France and some other team. <laughs> it Group it's, on the, it's on the 7th. On, on the 7th. It is coming up is right away, so it's amazingly close. And the USA is first match is Tuesday, June 11, 12 p.m. Pacific time against Thailand. So that ought to be a Thailand. pretty easy win. You think, you think. And then Sunday, June 16th against Chile. And Thursday, the 20th, with Sweden. So Thursday, they have a Tuesday, Sunday, Thursday lineup there. Guys, I don't even know if you're hearing me. Yes. Okay. Well, I keep trying to say something, and Ken won't shut up. So I'm, like, unable to. Ken barely talks. He barely talks on this podcast. You're telling me to shut up. (laughs) well no i was actually just a little bit perturbed that all of a sudden i was getting a poor connection and um 
because I, you know, I know that's true. Mark has never been a uh, a women's soccer fan. Mark, you you must admit that you. Uh, I don't believe you were much of a follower in 2015. Were you of the Women's World Cup? Uh, you're correct. Okay. See, now this is the issue here. We've got, this is, uh, you realize that uh, the women, the U.S. women are number one in the world, which probably the U.S. men, I will just go out there and say, the U.S. men's national team will never be number one yeah. in the world oh. in my lifetime unless 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 i don't know unless lightning strikes which i just you know unless the nfl holds up shop <laughs> and all those athletes then go out and play and the nba has to probably maybe help out um it's pretty remarkable that the u.s women have won three world cups feels like they should have won more because they won two of the first three and and you know i actually have kind of a history whereby when i was uh, in college at stanford i uh, wrote an article about julie fowdy who at the time was a sophomore at stanford and i i oh hey julie fowdy is on the u.s women's national team so we're talking the 1989 era year, and she went on to be on the team that won the very first Women's World Cup, uh, which they just did a, a podcast, Sports Illustrated did a podcast about, which was pretty interesting, called Throwback. But basically, uh, so Julie was just still in college when she won, uh, was on the team that won the first Women's World Cup. That was the U.S., which also starred a player from Seattle, Michelle Aker-Stahl, who was the best player of her generation, probably, and was like the star of the, that World Cup. What, what and Mention the year, Dave. Kel's the year. 1991. 1991 was, was the first one? Yes. Oh. Yes. You to the Go and listen to this podcast, Throwback, because it actually talks about how FIFA was like criminal in their disregard of the women's game. I mean, they basically, you know, just like didn't care for a long, long time that, you know, the women's. And then when they first had the World Cup, they were they weren't really sure if it was going to work. So they called it the M&M's Cup. The first women's World Cup was actually the M&M's Cup. And, M&M's uh, they, the candy? The candy. Oh, yes. Man. They decided to, to put a candy name on it. <laughs> So maybe it could, you know, shield them if it if it didn't work out. It was hmm. well, no, that was the M and M's Cup. You know, there was there was no World Cup. That was the M and M's Cup. Huh. So, and they all the games in that 1991 Women's World Cup were 80 minutes long because women weren't, you know, able. Even though the college <laughs> players were playing 90 minutes, you know, I'm pretty sure. Wow. No, no, FIFA said 80 minutes is is what we want because <laughs> women might get tired. Julie Foudy comments on this. It's really funny. Wow. I mean, she's a really funny Did they require him to wear yeah. makeup while they played, too? Yeah, right, right. The skirts, right? <laughs> no, not sure. Just wear skirts. So the U.S. wins the first one, and then Julie Foudy is on the team uh, through the 95 World Cup, which they lost. And, and, and I have to admit, I wasn't really paying attention until 1999. Yeah. I thought 1999 was the first one. When you're talking about the first one, I thought 1999, right? Oops. 
There you go. There you go. Ninety. That's. I mean, that was that was true that they talked about it. And there's good videos on YouTube about the '91 World Cup where they they talked about the U.S. literally came back to nothing after '91. <laughs> they 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 flew back to the U.S. and nobody noticed. And nobody. No media was there. Yeah, it was in the they the first uh, World Cup was in China, ironically. So in '99, the USA hosts the Women's World Cup, and they sold out the Rose Bowl, hundred thousand people there for the final to see the U.S. play China in the famous Brandy Chastain, you know, uh, win the win it with a penalty kick and yeah. rip off her shirt. That that legendary thing. So. So the U.S., you know, that was a huge deal. And that was the Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy, mm-hmm. Joy Fawcett, uh, Brianna Scurry was the keeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that they still talk about that team. They called them the 99ers because that was such a big deal that they won in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And with and the, and they the crowds, the crowds were were intense. Uh, they were like rock stars. And it really was this coming out of women's sports, really. And they were on, you know, Brandy Chestain's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She was like, the whole team was on the cover of Time when they won. So that was like a huge landmark for just women's sports in this country. And then they don't win the World Cup again until last time, 2015. Uh, you know, they got the monkey off their back and it was in Canada. And uh, it was in the final was in uh, British Columbia, I believe. The hat trick by this is a little quiz for you guys. Uh oh. <laughs> Wait, a hat trick? Is Ken even on the line? Yeah, in the final, a hat trick in the final of the oh, 2015. Wait. No, come on, Carly Ken. Lloyd. Carly Lloyd, very good, Yay, Carly Ken. Lloyd. Scored a hat that, that almost that midfield goal there at the end of the game. That yeah, was she chipped remarkable. the keeper for her third goal. She from from midfield she chipped the keeper. Mark, if you have not seen that, you better look it up. Sounds vaguely right. familiar. As soon as we finish this, okay. look up Carly uh, Lloyd hat trick World Cup, and uh, that when Ken and I watched it in a de- basically deserted bar because we didn't want to. We, we didn't want to fight the crowds at uh, St. Andrews, mm. so we went across the street and down a block to the uh, old Highway 99 pub or whatever the whatever That's they call right, it. With your, uh, with your mom and your brother. My mom and my brother, and we all watched the final, and it was like on a Saturday at 2 o'clock. For and, those not yeah, in the know, Dave is talking about Seattle area sports bar, Seattle, Washington, United States. <laughs> Those of you in Kiev, yes, it's a lovely place. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think that they will want to know this if they ever come to Seattle. Yeah, but you know. need to qualify your statements like St. Andrews. Wait, are we in? Uh, yeah, I know, because you're thinking about our, our large yes, audience. Yes, we're right? largely yeah. a world non-United States audience. Right, right. Well, that's that's you know we got to change that. We you do. Know, that's why I'm that's why I'm insisting now that you know it's going to be ninety percent of our podcast is going to be either U.S. Women's National Team or MLS. Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about Chelsea if if we have time. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and then some. Then we're some we're leading with Chelsea an awful lot, so we're going to have to change the format. 
Yeah, well, that's it's over now. Chelsea's done. And yes. you know what? I don't want to hear anything in August about, <laughs> you know, EPL starting up again because so the season is ridiculously long. It is. It's just, ugh. Sorry, I've I interrupted the, we're, no EPL. They're over. They're done with. I Hey, yeah. I'm going to, this is perfect. They're. That I will watch. Wait, where is the women's? Wait, it's in France. It's in, perfect. It's in France. So that makes the time yes. perfect for me to transition my lunchtime EPL viewing yep. to lunchtime World Cup, Women's World Cup. I will do this. To finish up, um, I will just say that um, you know the the USA women are uh, the the favorites, but you know what they 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 say if they win their group and if france wins their group we'll end up meeting them in the quarterfinals if Uh-oh. all goes according and that's yeah playing the host team and france's yeah. top 10 in the world so you know i'd say that and you know and it seems like there's just some holes in the team that i think 2015 i felt like they maybe were a little bit you know i don't know they also had hope solo and goal in 2015 which Speaking of Seattle connections, Hope Solo from University of Washington in Richland, Washington, was the best goalkeeper in the world at that time, pretty much. And now they don't have her anymore. She's retired. And so there's some questions with Keeper I was reading or hearing about. So I don't know. I feel like it's, you know, they have they have a chance to win, good chance to win. But um, I, and the other, I, maybe I'll have to go put a bet down, although March rule about not betting on teams you care about yes mm, i'll have to think about that you think about I have that. to think about that you know because i know that what i do is going to affect the outcome so <laughs> that's what a true fan always believes so i i know i only have a short little update on costa rican soccer you guys want to hear it go ahead okay so you know episode two I believe detailed left off with uh, the playoffs and the playoffs were starting. Um, so San Carlos uh, was the team that finished in first place. There's a top four playoff. And the gimmicky thing about this is if in your top four playoff, the top team does not win that top four playoff where you do have little semis, you know, one place four, two place three. And then the winners play. If the top team gets upset, then they have to replay it. They <laughs> give the top team another chance. Oh my to, gosh. To, you know, because I guess, yeah, because they're first. So, you know, they, they get special dispensation. So, <sighs> let me get this straight. You have to think of it as it's like a four team tournament, just like you play a traditional four team tournament. With the thing is, after that four team tournament is done, if the first place team didn't win that four team tournament, they get to play the winner in a rematch. But if the first place team just obliterates everybody, it's over. Yeah, it's and that's oh what happened. So thank goodness San Carlos, who is not one of the traditional powers, they've only been around since 1965. They have never won, and and also this was their first year in the Premier League, the Premier League of you know Costa Rica, <laughs> the top division. They, they had uh, been uh, promoted just this year, and they won. And they won. They didn't have to replay it because they were the top team. 
So they they defeated Saprisa, who's the traditional power that's won the league 34 times. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a cool story. Ken Ken is still with us. That's amazing because he he's supposed to be working be. right now. Somewhere. I was I was uh, yeah I'm just about to I guess we don't have time. I can cover uh, Tajikis, t- <laughs> Tajikistani sports on the next podcast. I we we wait with bated breath. Yeah, uh, I'll going to tease you. With the ancient sport of booze kashi. Booze? Like, is that where the guys. What, you know what it is, Dave? Isn't it like, like the, the head of an animal or something is used as a ball? Very close. You, <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to spoil it. Riders on horses attempt to drag a, go- a goat carcass towards the goal. And it is also played all over this, this, the stands. Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, oh. Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, oh. Turkmenistan, and Iran. Stand. And also, it's the national sport of Afghanistan. I only care if you've actually witnessed this in person. I didn't. I was told <laughs> by a guy in the shop that his father used to play it. He, he was telling me about it. Yeah. It sounds like a special episode of our podcast. <laughs> Ken needs to spin his own podcast. I'm just thinking when Dave throws the wrench in my brain about how South American championship league championships work, Ken one ups it by mentioning whatever that was. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it made it made my thing sound normal. <laughs> yeah. It's a team sport. And we'll have to get into the tactics later. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, well it's ten o'clock. It's yeah. in Pacific it's 11 time. Eleven o'clock. Here. Eleven in Costa Rica. That's a wrap. All right. On episode we'll three, s- I'll get this live on the site before. Uh, is anyone still there? Okay. Good night. <laughs>